Well, we want to thank uh, the sponsors that helped bring you uh, all this uh, highlights and uh, football on Friday nights here on Round Guy Radio. Uh, first of all, we want to thank Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine and Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, as well as Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jim Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, the Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and it is Beat the Round Guy. We've got Scotty Melvin's uh, show to get you prepared for uh, next Friday's event. Scotty, we're down to two regular season Beat the Round Guys. Well, yeah, yes and no. You got you got two for the small schools, three for the big ones, and then and then there's playoffs yet, and we hope that can stretch out a few more weeks uh, when we get there. All right. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, I had to stretch things out a little bit to get to there's just a lot. Of, there's a lot of what we've been seeing matchups that, you know, with the haves and the have nots. But uh, yeah. here's yeah. one. Uh, Albia is hosting uh, West Burlington, Notre Dame. West Burlington, Notre Dame got back on the winning s- side of things. Uh, Albia's having a pretty good year there at home. Uh, I got to say, our listeners are favoring uh, Albia uh, by 82 percent here. Uh, uh, you got any thoughts on this game? Well, um, not going against the, the listeners completely, but I think West Burlington's got a you know a puncher's chance for sure in this game. It'd help a lot if they were at home instead. But you know that's a much improved team there. Coach Bowman's got that program on the right uh, track. Um, they've kind of been a little up and down this year, but um, definitely having what I consider a successful season overall. Uh, this game would go a long ways to helping them uh, spring forward. Yet another big step, I think, uh, in that program if they could get it. But it will be tough. Albia's, Albia's I've seen the, some footage on them from uh, from Jacob Lindsendorf's uh, uh, footage, and uh, they look pretty tough. So, I, again, I'm not going to go against the listeners on this. Myself, I'm pulling West Burlington, Notre Dame, and I do think they have a shot at winning this game, and I think it's kind of a push. I'm more 50-50 on it. Yeah, I think uh, West Burlington's going to have to play – you know, as good as they could possibly play. They don't got room for mistakes in this game. True, true. I agree with that. All right. Well, here's a couple teams with very similar records. Uh, uh, and it's the first time we're going to be talking about this team. Uh, Eddieville, Blakesburg. Uh, they're traveling to Pleasantville. I think both these teams are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Eddieville, Blakesburg is really uh, didn't win any games last year, but they're 3-3 three and three this year. Um uh, you got any thoughts on this? Well, uh, for me, these are two very different three and three teams. Uh, my own opinion, and I think uh, Pleasantville's three and three, from my perspective, is a much more impressive three and three than Eddieville Blakesburg. I've got Pleasantville in this one. Yeah, well, so do the listeners at ninety-one percent. Uh, okay, that's, uh, well, that's pretty, pretty heavy. Fort Madison continues their list of really, really tough games, uh, which is essentially four in a row here. Uh, as they travel to Mount Vernon, 
Uh, it looks like the uh, Round Guy Radio listeners are, are, are favoring Mount Vernon uh, 70% to 30%. Now, here's one where I'm fully going to back my bloodhounds. Um, I'd like to think that if they put it all together, they could challenge and maybe even come, pull off an upset here. But, uh, again, the listeners are, are very, uh, I think, the smart money. They're following the smart money, as I like to say. <laughs> You know, Mount Vernon state ranked uh, high expectations for that team. They've they've beaten uh, Davenport Assumption already, who now owns a pretty, you know, fairly convincing win over the Hounds. So I think I think that would lead one to believe that this should be a Mount Vernon victory. I hope I'm wrong, uh, but I'm, I'm not going to go against the listeners' picks on this one. Well, I I think the listeners were uh, had eight wins last week and one tie. Uh, so they're they're pretty good, but I I think Fort Madison um is ready for a victory here. Um, I I think they'll 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 be out there fighting and, and ready to go, and, and maybe they can pull something off here. Well, here's one. Um, uh, the listeners also see this is a pretty lopsided one, and and uh, uh, I thought maybe this could be something that might be a little closer. It's, it's kind of reaching for straws here, maybe, but. North Scott uh, is hosting Clear Creek Amana, and the listeners are 91, almost 92 percent uh, uh, going for North Scott here. I got to go with the listeners on this one. North Scott, uh, I know they, they lost a game here recently against a really good team. Um, I forget who it was, Xavier maybe. Um, but only those types of teams can, can beat North Scott. Clear Creek Amana is not in that group. So I got North Scott all the way in this one. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Burlington is going to uh, drive up to Clinton, uh, and the listeners have them heavily favored at uh, 83%. That is, uh, yeah, and I'm all, I'm all about Burlington uh, having a good shot at winning this game, but I think uh, that's a little lean and heavy towards the Hounds. I think Clinton showed last week against Oskaloosa that, okay, they might not be an elite team there or whatever, but they got a little more going for them than we uh, maybe had thought. And I believe they'll present a big challenge at home for the Greyhounds. I think the Greyhounds win it. I'm going to go with the listeners on this, but I'm closer to 50-50 than I am 80-20. I can tell you that. Okay, well, yeah. I, I, I Clinton looked pretty good, and they played pretty good. I don't know. Things just don't work out for them in the end. But uh, yeah, uh, Oskaloosa really came back, did a great job driving, and, and took that from them uh, really late. So, uh uh, I think it'd be a good game, but I do think the Burlington, you know, uh, deserves to be the favorite here for sure. I don't know, eighty percent favorite, but maybe sixty percent favorite. Yeah, I go along with that. All right. Well, here's a, a another eighty percent favorite uh, as Fairfield Trojans go to uh, South Tama County, and uh, they're liking the Trojans here, eighty percent to twenty percent. Well, we knew that was going to be a rugged district for the Trojans. Um, South team is the one team I knew, in my opinion, for sure that they probably would uh, have the edge on. And there was a couple other that I was hoping um, hasn't turned out that way. But, yes, I do believe the Trojans can get this game. Um, feel even better about it if it was in Fairfield. But I think the Trojans get back on the, the winning side of things this week. Well, it'll be a big big chance for Coach Wheaton's boys to you know, get out and have a big win and get uh, get some confidence going again. Uh, uh, and keep the winds piling up this season. Well, here is another game uh, that I'm thinking 
this could be a good game. This could be a great game. Uh, and one of these teams is going to get their first win as Highland uh, travels to the Wise and Muscatine. Uh, the Wise and Muscatine is at 58% uh, uh, and 42% for Highland, so it's fairly close. Uh, but uh, you got any thoughts on this game? You know, without having seen a ton of uh, film, and certainly not in person, either one of these teams, early in the season I was – kind of high on Highland taking a step forward. Um, I'm not sure that they haven't. I just don't think it's shown up on the scoreboard a lot and certainly not in the win column. But personally, I'm going against the listeners in this one. I think this is a Highland victory. I think they've got a little more firepower. Wise Muscatine looks, uh, they kind of remind me of the English Valley's team that I watched at Winfield there a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm going to go with Highland in this one. Okay, okay. Well, uh, I like uh, the Wise and Muscatine at home, but I think this this is something. Well, these teams, this is good for these both these teams, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Somebody's got to get. You know what? It ought to be a competitive game, and everybody ought to get at least one of those, if nothing else, in the year. Even if you don't get a win, get a game that you were close in, uh, something to build on. And I think well, this. I game... think both of these teams have been close and mm-hmm. come out on the short end of the stick. I look. I mean, this is about. Uh, a good as matchup as, as I'm seeing here. So uh, now here's the game that you thought maybe was the difference than what I saw. Uh, I had mid Prairie playing Central Lee at Central Lee. You thought it was Davis County. I thought they played earlier. I looked at the schedule, um, but uh, it might be Davis County. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going off of uh, listening to your interview with uh, – coaches there and i think i might have gotten uh mixed up with mediapolis i think mediapolis, yeah mediapolis i think is playing davis county and yeah. i didn't put it on here because i didn't think uh davis county could play with them that well but we'll discuss that a little bit but uh so anyway uh mid prairie's got 84 uh percent uh, to 16 percent here that sounds about right to me um early in the season I kind of thought Mid-Prairie and, and Mediapolis would be a class of this district, uh, and they certainly proven to be that. Mid-Prairie, obviously a step below Mediapolis after the head-to-head matchup a week ago. But I would say that Mid-Prairie is a good full step ahead of Central Lee at this point, um, this year's teams. I'm going Mid-Prairie in this one. Be a nice little district win, uh, get them back on track, and they, I, I think they can either – you know, maybe get a get one of those spots or an at large or something. Uh, I think they need to win the next couple games, but I think that's real doable. Yeah, I see Mid Prairie as being a solid uh, second place finisher in the district and should get uh, you know uh, uh, the number two spot in the playoffs from the district. Yeah, um, they they really uh, I think they're really good and an underrated team. Uh, but uh, um, I, Meepo seems to be the the clear. Big dog in that pen. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, here's a game that's not it's 62% to 38%. Uh, Linmar is favored uh, uh, over Muscatine here. You know, I don't know much about Linmar this year. And I, well, not that I ever do, but I, I haven't looked at them up to see what their, their uh, schedule looked like to date so, so far. Um we know what Muscatine's capable of, especially with Ty Kozad doing what he's doing this year. So 
I'm always going to back the Muskies, uh, as long as they're not playing one of the elite teams, you know, that's out there in that 5A. Well, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. And the way Ty Kozad, uh, they've won two of the three, he's been back. Uh, and he's putting up some dang big numbers. Yep. And uh, um, it's hard to pick against them, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. I mean, if they were playing, uh, I don't know, uh, uh I don't even know about Bettendorf, but if they're playing, if they're playing one of the big Cedar Rapids schools or something Xavier like that, or something. Well, uh, not so much. Okay. Well, uh, here it is, the round guy game of the week, the the game where Scotty Melvin is going to be there. Uh, the 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 listeners have this one a pretty close fifty five to forty five uh, uh, pick here. Uh, the Wilton Beavers are hosting uh, West Branch, and they're, the, the, the viewers or the listeners are, are giving Wilton the edge uh, being at home here. I love home field for Wilton. Um, I feel like Wilton is uh, one of those teams that's they're really good. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of some of what I've talked about, Winfield Mount Union, uh, maybe not quite in the same way uh, by any means. But uh, I don't know that we've seen Wilton put together a real complete game this year, and yet they've managed to win them all. But they also haven't faced a team of this caliber. Uh, West Branch is really good. They proved it on the field recently against uh, Regina. Um, I think they might be sneaking up on people, too, because of what that program's been through since last season. A lot of, a lot of graduation, losing a, uh, 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 you know, the legendary coach Peterson, all that stuff, I – I wasn't expecting them to be on the map necessarily this year. And here we are. So it's going to be a tough game, toughest yet for Wilton. Uh, but it's nice that they timed out that they're playing their toughest competition at the end of the year. It's given them this many weeks to, you know, get all those reps in and everything for everybody. Um, I give them a 50-50 chance in this one. This is a 50-50 game. That's why I'm going to be there partly because those are the kind of games I like to watch. Yeah, you, you've really been uh... – you, you look long and hard to try and get to a good matchup every week. And, you know, some of them have been better than others, I guess. But uh, what yeah. was it about this matchup here that's got you driving a, a little further than you usually go uh, up to Wilton to enjoy some of their good concession stand that I highly recommend? Well, part, part of it is the fact that Wilton, uh, they're eastern Iowa, and I think they want to consider themselves southeast Iowa. For me <laughs> – it's uh it's a stretch just because um you know I've, I've been living down this way for so many years and and they're they're certainly a little bit north of what i'm normally seeing covered uh by our local media here but hey as round guy radio we'll cover whoever wants to be covered uh especially if you're undercovered that's what we're all about yeah so i i want to support them the way they've supported us um I feel like uh, in some ways I've forged some friendships with some folks there uh, via the uh, good old internet and Twitter and everything through this sports thing. Their parents, just like the rest of us, wanting uh, to see their kids get noticed and, and uh, opportunities presented to them through their the hard work they've been doing with this, uh, this sports stuff. And uh, that's what we're all about as well. And I promised that I'd get up there to a game. Things just seem to line up for this one, and it should be a great one. Uh, a lot of district implications with it. Um, there's just a lot of levels to, to this game for me to want to get to it. I thought about waiting another week and seeing them play Regina, but I think this is the one um, against West Branch. I think this is, this one tops that one. So it's got to be this one, buddy. Well, I, I, I love it up there. 
They're fans. Man, we got some hardcore uh, Round Guy Radio fans up there. You're going to meet them. They're going to come up and talk to you. They did me. Um, well, I can't wait. Uh, and see, uh, uh, do yourself a favor and scope the press box and introduce yourself to uh, uh, Coach Hessler's dad. Uh, okay. He's he'll he'll steer you to whatever you need and and uh, he's a great resource. He'll welcome you with open arms and help you out. And uh, I, I loved it up there. It was great. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go to Sigourney this weekend. We got a lot of sponsors over there, and uh, I think we'll be able to. That's a game that'll get me home. And I'm gonna go with Pekin uh, uh, next week when they're home because they have a lot of sponsors here. But we yeah. uh, we're gonna. I think Jeff Mills is gonna go up there to. Uh, uh, the, the Regina game. Now, uh, Westbrook's coming off a pretty big win uh, over uh, Regina. Um, and uh, it's a it's a step up from who they played uh, for Wilton. Uh, what do you think about that kind of uh, 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 West Branch seems to have played tougher teams. And uh, uh, maybe that, that would give them some kind of an edge here. Well, you know, we and we fall into this trap every week. <laughs> I did it last week with the Sigourney Kyoto uh, Pella Christian game. I I did not think Sigourney Kyoto would lose, um, but I thought it was going to be another one of those nail biters. You know, based on the fact that you know we're looking at tough, common opponents like Pleasantville and Pella Christian bombed those guys, and Sigourney Kyoto had to go to overtime and gut one out and had to have kind of a a miracle comeback almost, you know, high drama and they pulled it out and that was great. But it made me think that ooh, they were going to, they're going to be in for a battle uh, at, the, at the snake pit against Pella Christian once again. And boy, they, it didn't turn out that way. And uh, so I, I'm hesitant to go off too much of what has been done to this point for either West branch or Wilton, because these, these are not programs that are unfamiliar with each other. They are district rivals um, West Branch has certainly had the edge over pretty much everybody recently, but uh, and they're doing great this year. And like you said, they've got a, uh, a pretty high-powered schedule up to this point. A lot of advantages you could point to for the Bears in this one over the Beavers, even though the Beavers are the higher-ranked team, undefeated, all that stuff. Well, but I, I think you can. I, I, real quick, I just want to say, I think you can throw it all out, Dave. I think you can throw all that crap out when they when they get on that field Friday night, and uh, whoever's more ready to play, whoever wants it more, is going to come out on top. Well, I think that it's just going to be a great game, and I think you really picked a great one for the round guy game of the week, and uh, you've done the best. You just did a great job selecting them this year. Uh, well, uh, let's throw down the rest of the stuff here that uh, – uh, may not be the uh, uh, highlights of everything, uh, but uh, uh, Assumption is going to play the Washington Demons. Um, the Demons got a big win last week, but is Assumption's a high-rated team, aren't they? They are, and uh, I was kind of hoping they wouldn't. I, I thought early on they might be a little overrated. I don't think that they are. Um, I don't think they're on Mount Vernon's level. I think they're a solid number two team in this district, but that's going to be too much for Washington to overcome. Uh, Washington's got some great players, some kids I have watched grow up and, and love. Um, they're just short on numbers this year, honestly. Well, uh, uh, Central City, a, a team we're a little familiar with, played a couple of our teams around here, uh, playing Lone Tree, what's having a pretty good season. Yeah, and we talked about Lone Tree a bit earlier, and I said, you know, since they got moved out of the district uh, 
you know, down here playing against the Winfield Mount Unions, the Wacos and whatnot. I haven't really paid a lot of attention to them outside of seeing their scores weekly. And they've been kind of up and down. I feel like they have really handled their business against uh, teams that they overmatch. And uh, they, but they've been on the, the wrong side of some beatings too. Um, this one for me could be another one of those. Um, Lone Tree's certainly got some talent. Central City, though, they um, score-wise have given Winfield Mount Union their their best game of the season. Although that was misleading if you look at the stats. Uh, but I do think that they'll overwhelm Lone Tree. I I, I think uh, Central City's a, a strong favorite in this one. Well, it's a good test for Lone Tree if we can see um, yep. if they can play with the big boys. I, I saw that I uh, they were ranked in the top sixteen of that uh, Iowa Sports on YouTube. Hey, you know yeah. me, buddy. I, I'll be happy to be wrong about this one. Well, I, I'm not saying you are. I'm just trying to uh, <laughs> let people know what the games are here. Uh, here's the game that uh, is Thursday night. Uh, and I'm going to try to do my dangest to get down there uh, as we got a couple sponsors for uh, for Van Buren and one for Columbus. Uh, but the Columbus Wildcats and Caden Amagon are going to roll down uh, to Kiyosakwa, uh take on the Van Buren Warriors, who, uh, although they got three uh, uh, wins, uh, really uh, uh, their season's playoff folks took a big uh, a dash uh, last Friday night. Yeah, it did, and uh, that was a game that we had earmarked as maybe being a real barn burner, and it was not. I was there. Uh, Danville completely overwhelmed Van Buren, and I'll tell you one thing that, that makes me real scared for Van Buren in this game against Columbus. Uh, kind of jogging my memory listening to your, your interview with Danville's coach earlier, and then you and I chatting a little bit about the game. Van Buren had a, a terrible time covering runs to the outside. Uh, not that Columbus doesn't run up the middle. They'll send Caden up the middle plenty, but man, that with the speed that they've got at Columbus, um, this one could get out of hand and I think it will get out of hand very quickly. Um, having said that, Van Buren's got some good players, some good athletes, a um, little bit shallow on numbers, but, uh, I think there's some potential there. And for whatever reason, it's just, it's just a notch below, uh, Danville. And that doesn't bode well against a Columbus or a Lisbon in this district. Well, I don't know what kind of you need bulldozers and maybe the Chicago Bears uh, to stop this running attack. It's coming, coming, coming to yeah. Kiyosaku, but uh, uh, we're running out of opportunities to see things, and uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, uh, trying to get this uh, little bonus game. So, uh, was it a referee thing? It's kind of the rumor I heard that they they couldn't get a referee that night. I hadn't seen. Uh, I've seen the the coaches posting that this thing was going to happen Thursday, and I, I don't know if you've seen yet if they've moved the time up a little earlier. It's a 7 o'clock start. I, I got that from Coach Being it's a Thursday and I got another work day going, I kind of plan on missing this one, probably listening to uh, Bob Coyle's broadcast, but I'm not 100% ruling out going myself. But, uh, yeah, I'm assuming it's a referee thing. That that seems to happen once in a while. I don't know what else it could well, be. Well, whatever we got to do to get these games in and uh... – these little quirks in the schedule don't always hurt my feelings, Scott. No, this this kind of works out good. It gets you a chance to get eyes on a, another game that normally you wouldn't because they generally all happen Friday night at the same time. So, all right. Well, Scotty, uh, let's see. There's a few more games here. Uh, Mormon Trail Saints, which I know nothing about, but I do know that they're going to get beat by Winfield Mount Union. Yeah, and I think the score is going to be a very strange one to zero. <laughs> oh, so they forfeit. So 
that's what you were saying. They weren't going to get to play. It's actually, I'll, I'll tell you what it goes down as a 17 to nothing. 17 to nothing. Okay. Well, whatever, whatever it is, they usually put it in the, in the, uh, on the webs on the high school, or I should say the state website is one to zero, but, um, it's too bad for, for both teams. And I don't know if it's a, you know, an injury numbers thing for Mormon trail or what have you. And that's a long trip to boot. Um, what I don't like when this happens is for either team, these kids have put in work. And I, I think we know the outcome of one like this is kind of a foregone conclusion. That doesn't mean the kids shouldn't be able to uh, finish their week out with a game, you know, and, so and you, so, you, yeah, you break so. news on this show every single time. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it's not good news, you know. Well, that one uh, in particular wasn't. Well, uh, uh, here's some other. Uh, remember uh, the, the the movie Bad News Bears? Let's yeah. See, that's that's going to be bad. The bad news. Well, I think the Bears, uh, the English Valley Bears, have some bad news, and that that's that is that they're going to travel to Waco uh, and play Housengay and uh, uh, all those guys over there. Um, what are we? What are we gonna? What do we got to say about this? Look, I have seen English Valleys in person against Winfield Mount Union there a couple weeks ago, and you know, as I said, I it was a strange game. I felt like um, for a while there, it seemed like the English Valleys wanted to get the game over as fast as they could. <laughs> the one thing they have that impresses me—they've got numbers, they've got some good speed. Uh, it's just very young, so give them some time, and they they should have uh, another good. Uh, team to put on the field for varsity in the next year or two. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when they started finally punting the ball, their punter is really good. Um, and they covered well. They punted to Cole Milks a couple of times before I left. Uh, the guy's got good hang time, the kid that punts for him. Um, they didn't let Cole get loose, and we know that he can. Uh, you know, I mean, if there was one takeaway for English Valleys in that game was special teams, I, I was pretty impressed with them. Unfortunately, that's not going to help him one bit against Waco. Um, this one will have a running clock very early. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't see it going any other direction. Uh, Me. And here's another uh, a tough one, but this is the one I'm going to go to this week. Is uh, just, you know, you just got to realize it's like four home games a year, you know, so you got to get yeah. those opportunities uh, uh, when they come. And like you say, I wanted to see. Uh, Matt went to Mount Union play as many times as they could. and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, uh, th but this is Colfax Mingo coming in to play a, a Sigourney Kyoto team that is on the top of the mountain right now. Yeah, and, and you know, you could say, well, you know, Sigourney Kyoto's had these these games these last couple of weeks, the, the nail-biter in overtime, the, the big uh, drubbing they put on the state-ranked Pella Christian rivals. And, uh, you know, what if there's a letdown? Well, they could have a letdown, a monumental letdown, and still probably win this game by five touchdowns or better. So, um, but like you said, it's an opportunity. That's why I went to Winfield Mount Union in English Valleys a couple weeks ago. I just wanted to see Winfield Mount Union again in person, and, and the timing was right for me. You should go see the Cobras because it's always fun to watch those kids. Uh, it's a snake pit. So, I mean, you take these opportunities before they're gone. Well, it's a... Uh, it won't be the, it's the, uh, we did one JV game there and we uh, did another highlights uh, JV game there and then we'll get over there and cover the varsity a little bit and uh, really appreciate all those sponsors that helped us uh, create the content that we did and we did get to co talk to Coach Jensen all but one week this year so uh, uh, that's been, been a, a really good uh, um, 
good for a round guy radio anyway. Well, yeah, let's see here. Uh, the Pekin Panthers are traveling to Wapolo. Uh, this has been a great matchup in, in the years past. Uh, Wapolo still has a couple pretty uh, has some talent. Uh, they got the, the you know they got the good receivers and a good quarterback and a good running back and things like that and that can go a long ways. Uh, maybe uh, they can put the, kind of the whole package together uh, and uh, try to play a little bit with this Panthers, but it's going to be tough. I mean, I, I like where you're going with this, but I don't see it happening. And that's no knock on Wapolo. That's more of a statement on the Pekin Panthers because even though the one time I saw him in person was that that uh, that game up at Columbus, um, despite the scoreboard, I saw a lot of good things. And what we've seen since then has been phenomenal from the Panthers, even in a loss to Lisbon. Um, I tell you, that those boys, if they're not, they should be very confident right now. They should be – Excited about a trip to the playoffs coming. Um, excited about the trajectory of the program and what they're doing there. And I think Wapolo is probably going to pay the price for that <laughs> Friday night. Well, uh, um, if Pekin can handle business this week and then beat Hawaii's and Muscatine next week, which uh, uh, I don't think they're gimmies, but I, I, I don't think, you know, the way Pekin's been playing, I, don't, I think they're both pretty winnable games. They're going to finish out 6-2. and two. And be yep. the number three team, and uh, at some point, that's a lot of numbers uh, in the win column, isn't it? These guys were winless, what, uh, two, two years, years ago? ago? I mean, that's, that's you know, we, we talked about this a lot, about a, a program getting established under a new coach, turning that corner in year three. I think we've been seeing it with West Burlington, Notre Dame, even if they don't make the playoffs and whatnot down there. But certainly we've seen it with uh, the Pekin Panthers and Coach Weber and uh, – the, the, the dividends are, are are coming for those guys right now uh, of the hard work and the things that they've instilled in the program there, the new weight room, the community support, all that stuff that goes into it. And, uh, okay, so they may not challenge for a trip to the Dome this year. We don't know yet. I mean, that the, the games are decided on the field, but they're certainly on the right path. And uh, I don't know. I'm, if I'm a Pekin Panther fan, I'm real excited right now. I, I think um... – they might be able to give somebody some fits being that third seed and having that good record. They might not have the worst uh, uh, matchup in the first round there. And, uh, um, you know, but I'll tell you what, though, and I, here's how I see it, Scott, and, and I'm, not, I'm not throwing this in there yet because I want to see him win these next two games. But if Coach Weber wins these next two, two games, uh, would he at least be the A-level uh, round guy radio area coach of the year? Uh, you know, it, it, the easy thing to do is to give that to a guy that gets the furthest in the playoffs. And certainly if somebody gets to a state championship game, you about got to go that way. But then again, we did it again. We let it run out. Uh, but we, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good season for peak. And we're giving them a lot of credit here. And I think they're, they deserve every bit of it. And like I say, I think coach Weber, you know, really, really at least deserves some consideration, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, as coach of the year here, because you know, with what he's working with, and he doesn't have very good numbers, you know, uh, but with you know, he's able to get on the field and, and put these wins together and build up these big games. And uh, um, but I still, he's still got to get through a couple guys before we can uh, uh, be talking about that just yet. So, uh, well, let's see what else we got here. Uh, we have. 
Here's one. Mount Pleasant uh, is traveling to Keokuk. Um, I think Keokuk bounces back from a loss uh, last week and probably puts a pretty, pretty healthy win together here. Yeah, this is another one where I feel I feel kind of bad for for our Panthers and Coach Bowling. Um, that's kind of their lot in life this year. They're they're fighting and scrapping to try to get something together and build something there, and and they will. I have no doubt. Uh, but this year they're going to be a, a, a that bounce back game for a lot of teams in this district. Uh, and Keokuk, they seem mad as hell <laughs> if you've seen some of their stuff on social media about the way that game went down in Port Madison last week and uh, again I think Mount Pleasant uh, probably going to pay the price for that this week well uh, if you're looking for a Moravia matchup I looked into it can't remember but they were looked like they had another uh, brutal smackdown uh, coming to whoever's playing them and uh, they got 80 points last week I think 186 or something like that uh Moravia yeah. stays in the poll up ahead. Linville Soyce didn't seem to have a, a too great of a matchup, but uh, this is uh, this got us over half an hour uh, of content here. Uh, what's your thoughts on week two or week uh, uh, two weeks left or I guess week seven? I'm gonna say I don't even remember week two at this point, but <laughs> you know. I remember sitting on on the picnic table uh, talking about that scrimmage with Muscatine and Washington. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Seems uh, like yesterday, don't it? I mean... It was not long ago. You know, this is this week's another one that uh, a lot of have versus have-nots. I, I forget who I was talking to. We've talked about it. And then I was talking about it with somebody at the gym or something yesterday about how, uh, you know, last year I felt like district races really heated up and built through the season, and we got our marquee matchups and championships decided late. And then this year... Is flipping around. It seems like a lot of that stuff was sorted out by week three or four, and uh, you know it's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. There's a few that have come down later in the season here, and there might be some yet that need sorted out. But largely, I think we've got a lot of our our district races kind of at least as far as the top team or two already sorted, and uh, it's just kind of a matter of letting these last couple weeks uh, for little schools play out, and then we're into the playoffs, and it's a Whole new ball game then, and and that'll certainly ratchet up uh, beat the round guy intensity. Damn, I love beat the round guy. This is really my favorite show because uh, uh, I just love to hear what you think about these games. Well, Scott, do you have any, anything on rankings? I'd only seen the state rankings yesterday. I get a little flustered uh, when I try to look through the newspapers and whatnot. I subscribe to the Southeast Iowa Union. So I'm able to look at uh, the what basically boils down to the Cedar Rapids Gazette rankings, but those won't be in my paper on my app until tomorrow. So I haven't seen them yet um, because if you don't have a subscription to say the Des Moines Register or whatever, some of these are not accessible for me, and uh, it just so I just I, I don't care that they exist to be honest. Uh, but the one I did see from the state yesterday was I loved it because it's got Winfield Mount Union number one and eight player, and I think that's where they ought to be. It's really hard to for them not to be, and, but the, you know, and it's it's. I mean, I'm going to admit I don't know anything about Gladbrook Randall. You know, yeah, I know, and and the coaches are right. These these rankings don't matter. It's just fun for us fans. Well, it, it all, and, and that's what I was. You know, the coaches always say this to me. You know, well, we don't focus on on uh, 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 polls or anything. And a lot of time I'm the one telling them, you know, that we've seen these polls. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the listeners care about it. 
you know, yeah. or they're interested. You can't tell me they're not interested in it. And uh, I think the ranking process is kind of the fun way to follow along the season. And and if your name appears in in there somewhere during the season, you know, you got a little recognition. And I think that's what we're you and I are here trying to do is give these. Let me let me explain it a little bit, and I think a lot of listeners can can uh, empathize with us on this. I, I I'm going to age myself a bit, but let's go back to the '90s with a, a young Scott growing up in Illinois. Uh, you know, in a school that did not have what you'd call a real successful football program, and then all of a sudden, around about 1995, that changed. Now, I was out of high school at that point, but still very much involved and invested with you know younger uh, cousins and whatnot that were coming through the program and stuff, and. I can tell you right now, when you go from especially a school that hadn't had success to you open up the Peoria paper and see your school ranked number two in bold in the state rankings, I tell you, that sends a buzz through the community right there. Now, the coach has to <laughs> keep the players on the team focused because that, they're right. That ranking doesn't matter. It's that final one that matters. But the rest of us get to enjoy it, and it gives us something to talk about, something to be proud about, uh, You know, whether you're a kid in the school or whether you're a parent or – just a citizen of the community. It's it's just fun stuff, and uh, I'm all about it. Well, I kind of like um, I'm finding different ones, you know, uh, and uh, I don't always, you know, I, I like that there's different eyes looking at it different ways. Uh, uh, I, I, and, you know, I'm a big fan of this IA uh, Sports YouTube page. They, got, they go 16 deep, you know. And they put it out for each class, and I, and, uh, uh, I get a little perspective on it and uh, don't always see it exactly the way they see it, you know. Uh, and I'm always feeling like uh, um, like they didn't have Sigourney Kyoto uh, ranked very high or even ranked at all, even in the top 16 until they beat uh, Pella Christian, you know. And then all of a sudden they're seventh. Uh, but, um, you know, we're out here trying to, to give these teams around here and then the ones in our family and the Wilton's, I think Wilton was sixth. Uh, uh, we got some teams in there. Moravia's uh, ranked, uh, Waco's ranked. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Winfield Mount Union obviously is ranked. Uh, one or two, sometimes even third, though, uh, in some of these. And I haven't seen one Des Moines register poll all year long. And I, I, I'm with you on the I don't miss it. Well, it generally. <laughs> Uh, I'm always about the, the poll that gives our area the most love, and that hardly ever is going to be the Des Moines Register one. I do believe I subscribe to the Burlington Hawkeye, and I think they're linked up with Des Moines Register. So I could see it on there. Uh, but like I said, you know, there's so many polls, and, you know, some of them I like, some of them I don't, and, and the access is just it's a little too difficult. And, you know, for high school sports I in Iowa, I just don't think it ought to be that way. I think they ought to make it a little opposite more accessible to everybody, not so much about the money end of it and all that crap. Um, so I'm just not going to pay attention to you if you make it too difficult for me. I, I, I'm getting older, and I don't have the minutes in my life left. <laughs> no, you don't. We probably don't have too many more minutes before you got to get hit the sack tonight. Uh, you're pretty uh, generous, generous with your time. Is there any uh, uh, any parting shots you have for our listeners? No, and, I, and, and I, I'm not ready for it yet tonight, but uh, in lieu of uh, Winfield Mount Union having that game Friday, which is just a tragedy to me, um, I mentioned to you, let's let's do a spotlight on them. I wish we had done this for Waco last year, uh, but, you know, we're, we're coming up with things as we go with this 
or whatever. And an idea hit me that we ought to do an in-depth dig on, on the players and the stats and the scores and just what they've accomplished to date. Uh, give, give their fans something to listen to, at least uh, on the podcast, if they want to. And, uh, you know, hopes for uh, them to finish strong in, a, in another week. I believe they've got a home game to finish out yet in the last week of the season, and then hopefully a nice long run towards the Unidome uh, in the postseason. Let me throw this out there at you, Scotty. Uh, as we all well know, whether we're playing the number one ranked team or the or a team that hadn't won a game all year long, there's pretty good odds at the end of that game. You're going to have some bumps and some bruises and uh, 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 maybe a player go down or something. What about using this week to heal up? Maybe that uh, – uh, uh, works in their benefit uh, as the playoffs. It could, and you, you got to grab some positives out of the whole thing, and that, to me, is a big one right there, and I think uh, Coach Edeker would probably concur with you on that with uh, Waco having that uh, open date uh, before the playoffs next week. Um, you know, it's not all bad. Um, I'm sure they'd rather have the game if they were given the choice, but you, you got to grab what you can out of it, and uh, it's not going to hurt anybody to get refreshed at this time of the season where a lot of other teams are getting just a little bit beat down maybe from the rigors of the season. Well, I tried to um, speculate with some of the coaches as to who they play, but they just says there just isn't enough data in yet. You know, it's going to really depend on what happens this week and probably next week before anyone will have any idea who they play. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, like I said, there's a lot that's been sorted out as far as our districts locally here, but I, I don't know if I can say that about the rest of the state. And then, again, from year to year, man, I don't know about you, but I, I have to relearn how each class works as far as how many teams from each district get in, how many at-larges and all that stuff. And, and uh, so I, I'm personally waiting for another couple of weeks to really dig in on that. Well, I don't think we've had a year ever with as nice a weather on Friday nights as we have this season so far, have we? I've been in a pair of shorts and a tank top, I think, every week. Uh, Wilton is not going to be like that. I have a feeling the hoodie's going to have to come out Friday night. Well, I think that's, you know, that's a little football weather. We, we can do yeah. that, can't we, Friday? I'm okay with it. I uh, I think we're in October now. I think it's okay to bust out the hoodies at least. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Scott, thank you so much for being with us. And uh, I guess I got one more uh, uh, eighth-round guy, regular season edition to look forward to. Yeah, at least one more, but we do have the big schools yet. They got a nine-game schedule. I uh, don't know if there'll be any marquee matchups. Well, well it'll be, you know, the playoff. Well, I just see the playoff ones as a little different, you know, because, yeah. you know, uh, you know um, not everybody is always as excited about a Highland-Louisa-Muscatine uh, matchup as I am, you know. And, and I kind of – there's a lot of those little schools that we won't be having to – hear from anymore and i'll be a little sad uh i do want to shout out to albia they got a win buddy albia yeah or not albia i mean uh cardinal oh did they get a win they i got a I win get... last week cardinal got got on the got in there got a win so congratulations to the cardinal comments uh uh all, you know too uh this is a uh last year they didn't get any wins this year they got one and they still got two games left so keep on turning over there guys uh, Cardinal Comets. Yeah, you got to build from somewhere, and uh, one win is certainly a good place to start. Every journey starts with one step. Uh, well, uh, thanks for being with us, Scott, and thank you guys for listening. Well, I want to thank uh, the sponsors that helped bring you uh, 
all this uh, highlights and uh, football on Friday nights here on Round Guy Radio. Uh, first of all, we want to thank Mike's Auto Sales of Muscatine and Iowa Tire of Fairfield, Iowa, as well as Kyoto Transmission and Repair, Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of Burlington, Wester Drug of Wilton and Muscatine, Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent, Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B Propane, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, the Farmers Co-op and Vision Ag of Kyoto and surrounding areas, and the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Groceries of Richland, 